Wait, I forgot the intro. Wait, what? <laughs> did, we have a, did we have a script? I forgot. It's been a while. <laughs> we don't know. We still don't know what we're doing. Okay, well, uh, I forgot the name. Are we Babcom Five? What? You <laughs> forgot the name of the podcast. Oh, this is so funny. All right, well, you're the host. You're the host. So, uh, oh, so, that's so, not good because so I've been so it. distracted. Welcome to what is our podcast? <laughs> you need to tell me what is it. I it's it's. Pomplecast <laughs> presents Babcom Five. Five, right? it is right, right. Okay, I I just wanted to make sure. Right, this so, is gold. This is gold. This is yeah. Welcome to Pomplecast Productions presents Babcom Five with your pseudo host Jane, <laughs> <laughs> and introducing. And uh, I'm Mike, the uh, the ignorant one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the premise is that I've seen Babylon Five um, when it w- when it aired live, and I wanted to introduce this great show to my friend Mike, who's never seen it before. So we're going through these episodes, one with um, from the perspective of someone who has watched it and know what the story is about, with versus you know Mike's perspective, which he has never seen the show. And yes. of course, twenty years later, right? <laughs> right. The the uninformed the uninformed uh, you know uh, opinion of the show, um, twenty years after it was, <laughs> it was intended to be to be uh, to be watched. Right. With my hopes of you know experiencing the same joy and discovery of watching a, such a great a great series through his eyes. Aha! So you so Maybe, you current... we'll see. <laughs> You corrected yourself instead of saying this great episode because this was not a great episode. Yeah, this is still the intro. It's a great series. It's a great series. Some episodes are not very good. But significant drop-off. Significant drop-off from episode one, officially of episode one, to this episode two. Um, So we are talking about, I guess, Soul Hunter. Soul Hunter episode two. Yeah. or AKA, as I would call it, gotta catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> and right. you know so, why. <laughs> um, right. So uh, my synopsis, my synopsis being, uh, hold on to your souls. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently souls are real because one member of the maligned soul hunters is trying to steal a special soul on the station. Earthers believe in souls, and the Minbari believe in souls, and there's literally a machine that takes souls, but no one seems to care about it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. that's, that's my Very synopsis. Good. Very good. Um, um, I can give more information on it on this Wikipedia. Episode number, uh, season one, episode two, directed by Jim Johnston. It is written by J. Michael Straczynski, Production Co. 102, original air date, February 2nd, 1994. Aha. So this one was actually written by uh, J... Yes, JMS. JMS. Um, Which leads me to believe that the Soul Hunters play a big role in in the overall scheme of things. Um, But uh, so this is... So, okay. The first thing that that I thought I wanted to talk about 
I, I won't force you to reveal spoilers in that case. But um, first thing I want to talk about is is the concept of souls themselves. Um, that uh, it's interesting that uh, that they off the bat they just sort of uh, it seems like the the conventional wisdom or the 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 conventional um, thought at least among the represented races. So again, notably, no Jakar, no Londo in this episode. Um, it's basically centered on the Earthers and uh, Delenn and uh, and the Soul Hunters. Um, but with all, an introduction of the new Doctor too, and the new Doctor, right? And but all all of whom believe in souls <laughs> mm. <laughs> or established that they that that's that's just a given, which I think is odd for a science fiction show. Wait, um, no, Doctor Franklin doesn't believe in souls, right? Well, like he 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 does believe i think he believes so we can we can listen to it but like um hold on actually so yeah let, that's our first example let's try to find the quote so um let, let's try to find the quote and we can take a look at it okay this is an edit point <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> this is an edit point um only the special ones Leaders, thinkers, poets, dreamers, blessed lunatics. And what do you do with these souls after you've saved them? We enshrine them, worship them, we talk to them, listen, we learn. <laughs> well, this is nonsense. It's patent superstition. It can't be done. With the right technology, maybe you could encode the personality matrix and produce a clone of someone's mind. But the idea of taking someone's soul... Ridiculous, yes. So let me go. So his comment was about stealing souls, per se. Like, he didn't... He thought that was nonsense about, you know, you can take their genetic material, whatever, or clone their minds. Right, you can clone their brains. So I guess... But he's like stealing their soul. No, yeah. But so that's, meaning yeah, that's, he wasn't sure if he had a soul. Okay, exactly. So that's how I interpret it. Was that like you can't like souls exist? You can't steal a soul. You know, like that's that's the thing. It's like that's not it's nonsense to clone a soul or steal a soul, but it's not nonsense to have one. Like it seems like everyone believes. It seems like I said. Like I think the uh, the 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 common belief is that souls exist. Uh, but but stealing it is is nonsense or whatever, um, which I think again is very interesting in terms of you know just for a science fiction show for 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 um, you know because there is no scientific basis for so for a soul at least not that I'm aware of like was that a thought that you had or was that a was that something that uh, I guess either now or at the time when you were watching? No. Because this was science fiction to me, I kind of take everything with a kind of a grain of salt. So I never really questioned it about souls or whether or not souls can be stolen or captured. I just assumed, okay, it's something that they can do in this world. Does that make sense? 
but it's like <laughs> but it's basically it's basically them admitting that there's this supernatural element there is this like sort of this quickening that everyone has and it's it's tangible that it can literally be stripped out of someone and and that it exists in the in the universe and that they're and not only that that they are that they are um um tied specifically to races like the mimbari the mimbari have their own their own version of heaven essentially and that exists where it's like their souls uh their those specific mimbari souls exist in in some special some special place it's like and the fact that <laughs> was odd to me is that everyone's just cool with it it's like oh yeah 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 there's the there's the mimbari heaven that's that's cool you know I, as a that- but so, which is somewhat different from like in Star Trek, where there's like Stovacor, you know, like the different versions of of whatever uh, afterlives that other people believe, because um, there aren't there are never any actual manifestations of that. As opposed to in this show, you actually see like the souls get sucked out, and then the souls get freed from the from the glass case, those little glass balls at the end, and like it's and that those things those soul balls actually are moving around and have some sort of personalities and things like that and have things to say it's like um it's that was very bizarre to me like to a bizarre stance like i i i have no problem of it being represented but that to be the sort of um the sort of overarching belief system or just a given the fact that it was sort of as a given that oh yeah we all have souls i thought was interesting given that this is a science fiction show um not that i mean i guess that has to do with anything but i I was curious about that so so that didn't that never really crossed your mind or that never really struck you no because if there's an existence of soul hunters and these people do this i'm assuming that the souls exist for them to capture right so as part of this just like for me though with any science fiction show I don't necessarily question some of the um, <laughs> the s- fiction, <laughs> the science <laughs> fiction as part of the show. I'm just like, oh, maybe they'll deal, they'll explain it or delve into it some more later. Um, I just, yeah, you just take it for what it is. They presented this idea of these souls that can be captured in these Pokemon balls. Um, (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, what are they going to do with this? Because like I said, it doesn't make sense the existence of soul hunters if they can't actually capture souls, right? So in that relies on it. Mm -hmm. But I I think the concept of soul hunters could exist if it were like metaphorical whether there's some something that they're stealing you know that maybe isn't definitively a soul like the thing is like you know maybe it's an ex some sort of alternative explanation maybe they're stealing something else or maybe there's you know something you know some aspect or i'm not you know they don't necessarily have to have a soul sucking machine but there is something that they were taking whether it be like if it were i don't know I can't think of a better example, but like blood, or if they were if they were taking like some something out of you know like the a creature's mind or something that that contributed something, or or that they were creating some sort of personality matrix, as the doctor mentions earlier. Um, but like if it were something like that, if there were some sort of alternative mess, uh, explanation, or if they left it somewhat ambiguous, whether the machine did something mysterious to 
life forms to make them zombie-like and they something was missing from them, you know, in the same way that uh, even in the previous episode, the idea that uh, the psychor, uh, the therapy that took people's uh, mental abilities, their tel- telepathic abilities away, if it was something analogous to that, where it was some sort of process, maybe a chemical or uh, chemical process or something like that, where where it affected affected people mentally or some sort of some sort of other process, so that you know some part of them is different. They extracted some something, you know, something chemical from them that that changed their personalities or that changed them sort of fundamentally so that maybe it, it seemed like they lost their soul or something like that. Who knows? But like the fact that they said definitively like, oh yeah, we all have souls. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm, you know, I'm soul. I'm a soulless like, you know, person, but I'm just like, uh, it, it's a, it, it, it was somewhat disappointing. Cause I was like, oh, like why, why does it have to be that? Oh yeah. We all have soul. Like just, not that I don't believe that people have souls, but it's just like, uh, it, it would be, I think in the context of, again, like when you're trying to look at all these different types of beliefs and races and, and possibilities, I thought it would be interesting to frame it in that, like, you know, maybe, maybe this is true. Um, as opposed to just saying like, oh yeah, we all have souls, I guess. I just took it for, this is the world in which it exists. And, sure. You know, Babylon 5 exists and there are souls. And so I, because it feels so introductory, this is literally the second episode. <laughs> right. I never question some of these things. Like if they come back later in the season or whatever and they reference this, I'm like, wait a minute. The world that you're trying to establish has to have certain kind of rules and so i just assumed this was one of those um uh you know beliefs or that these souls exist and and part of me also is like i i didn't come into the show because keep in mind 20 years ago i was a different age right so i never came into the show with these preconceptions of these full-formed ideas or about you know it was just hey this is a new world show me what you have I'm more, you know, I'm, I'll invest into your world. Okay, you guys have souls and you have soul hunters? Okay, well, how does that help with the story? What is the story that you're trying to tell with these um, concepts? So I never questioned the actual existence of it. It was just how are you going to entertain me or how are you telling me a story with these established rules? So I feel like you're coming into it. Yeah, if you believe in souls or not, it shouldn't matter. It should to me, it feels as though you should come into this show saying, okay, well, all right, they establish these souls exist and they all believe it. Well, how does that help pertain to storytelling or these characters or something like that? But the no, fact think- that Franklin was also was skeptical about it had some, you know, gives you that other perspective or counterpoint. Well, skeptical in the ability to steal a soul not that the fact that stole, souls exist like i think yeah there's that technicality that we just established so so, so for me like I, I don't know again i don't know how it's addressed later in the series but i just thought that was an interesting choice uh and again i'm watching it as a you know as an old man you know so old grizzled and 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 uh uh whatever kind of salty dude so um, maybe that's where I'm kind of like, oh, souls, you know, <laughs> but, but really it's just, it's a matter of, um, I, again, I, I actually like the idea that they, that, that it's established like, oh yeah, but, 
I don't know if it's a big deal in this in the in the context of the show, but it's interesting to me that like even you know if you look at uh, if you look at just the concept itself, it's it, that's a pretty big it's a pretty big deal because like right now it's like you know no we can't say definitively that people have that life forms have souls or not um or something like we don't know what that essence what that con- what consciousness or pr- individual personalities are and where it comes from and how it's defined um so i you know i appreciate that that's the that you know like maybe later on like yeah they they that it is that the, that it is some sort of manifestation there is some weird uh gas <laughs> that comes out of us some weird glowy space gas that you can that you can suck out of people and and hold in a ball and then break it out and it can kind of escape into the universe like you know sure i think i i'm i have no problem buying into that uh that that idea as far as like suspension of disbelief or trying to go in with the story but within the context of just like sci-fi like it'd be interesting like i think that's a that's kind of like a big claim to make um and like you like you said it it is my bias in terms of when i'm looking at science fiction uh there's there's this this idea like okay well you know if we haven't figured it out um you know what is the 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 evolved you know whatever future version of humans like i guess like my bias is that like oh, okay well there there's going to be some sort of rational or scientific explanation for xyz um and or the acknowledgement that like oh we simply don't know you know yet so um but yeah like i i think it's i think it's fine i just thought it was interesting that that was a choice that was made it was just an unexpected choice um uh, if that makes sense um because that kind yeah. of uh-huh there, this isn't spoilers, but because you're dealing with different races, you're going to have to be aware of various metaphysical concepts sure. in sure. Babylon 5 too. So no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just letting you know, this isn't the only thing that you may have to suspend your belief on. <laughs> um, so, you know, I I, mean, that's why to me in the beginning, it was the concept of the Vorlons and even the fact that the Centauri can see into their future, their death. Sure. And, and that's All these fine. concepts. Yeah. That, that's what I'm trying to get a sense of. And that's, you know, and that's how, you know, ultimately like this future in this, in this viewing, it's, there's a lot of this hyper scrutiny where it's like, Oh, what does that mean? Oh, what is this? You know? So like things that under normal circumstances, maybe, you know, you wouldn't put so much stock in or especially like 20, what was it? 20 years ago, 20 years ago, if I were watching this as a, as a younger person that I probably wouldn't care about. Um, but it's interesting to look at it through that lens now because in your bitter old age <laughs> yeah in my bitter disenchanted <laughs> oldness um like where i i can i can be like you know that's that's too wouldn't um, you want to believe in souls no exactly exactly because i'm so close to death forever somehow and not be but captured in a small um I think to me, though, the soul hunters at first seem to be a metaphor about death, right? And that these people capture right before the the moment of death, the 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 living being or the soul, let's say, of that person. They try to capture it before they die, and um... and but here's the so speaking of that though, here's my here's my thing, here's my hot take, um, soul hunters. 
not the bad guys. I think the Soul Hunters are... I, I'm on the side of the Soul Hunters here in this episode. Like, I think what they're doing is really cool and really noble. Like, that idea of, like, yeah, sure, before, before your soul gets scattered to the universe, if you have... I guess, like, if you have a quote-unquote worthy soul, like, to preserve it, to preserve, you know, that, you know, that but... special combination of of whatever essence it is, like, the, you know, the great thinker, great, you know, idea person, um, and then preserving that, uh, preserving that essence, you know, eternally. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you find something, um, yeah, like if any sort of happy accident, like just suddenly, oh my gosh, like some crazy series of events created this really special thing, um, and just trying to sustain that, you know, like, uh, like, like, like a great musician or whatever. You're like, oh, oh, it's 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 terrible that you know we we lost this great musician. What what wonderful things could have happened if if. Uh, you know, Tupac were still alive, or if, or if Kurt Cobain were still alive, or whatever. Like, what kind of things, what kind of music, or whatever. And like, who knows? Maybe, maybe over time, that sort of genius or that sort of spark gets diminished, or whatever. But just like, I think there is not anything inherently evil about what the Soul Hunters are doing. But that, that's a matter of perspective, because at the end of the episode, Dylan is telling at least I think Sinclair or someone, their concept and their belief of where the soul goes. What do you want, Minbari? Soul hunters never travel without their collection. Where is yours? Safe. My children are safe. We talk together of many things. They are many and wise and rare. The finest souls. Are any of them in Bari? Understand this. Before you leave, I will search your ship, rip every panel, tear up every floor. I will gut it from end to end until I find the souls you have stolen from us. And what will you do then? Free them. Release them. You mean kill them? They will join with the souls of all our people. Melt one into another until they are born into the next generation of Minbari. Remove those souls and the whole suffers. We are diminished. Each generation becomes less than the one before. A quaint lie. Pretty fantasy. What what he the soul hunter is doing in terms of Dylan's religion or perspective is that when the Mimbari die, their soul joins the greater soul, the big, greater being, and that soul is part of this collective. And any new Mimbari is born from that collective soul. So if you're removing or keeping the souls from joining the collective, then the new Mimbaris that are born have a piece missing. There's the soul of, let's say, Dukat is going to be missing. You know, that type of concept that this important being who can contribute to the collective is no longer there. So to her, it is seems like a crime, what he's doing. You're preventing these souls from joining this bigger vision or a bigger purpose. So 
my counter to that <laughs> is twofold, I guess. On the one hand, um, we see at the end of the episode that um, those the spirit balls can levitate and they can manipulate and do things, you know, and that they're talking to they. I guess we can infer at least that they're communicating to the soul hunter or whatever. So they they have they still have light they still have agency they still have license and limited license over their over movement you know if if this were a terrible thing they could levitate and you know away they could try just like they could just like run away I think or, no I don't think so I think that they had there is a containment because otherwise why wouldn't all the souls do that if they really wanted to be free that's, then a, that's the question right like at, in that moment they're able to float around and 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 just sort of block that dude's passage or, or prevent him um, from from acting at the end um but but they're still encased in it it required the lin to actually break the pokemon ball for them to be released sure sure but what i what i'm saying is that like again i don't know for sure but like that in terms of just like they do demonstrate some some level of agency i don't know how much strain or ability it takes or how much pain they have to go through or whatever to to actually manipulate the ball that they're in to float around or whatever but you know the thing is the the other part of it is that we don't also it's not established uh what sort of damage or what sort of penalty there is for being in the in that ball because you know again if you don't have a body like why would you impart any wisdom or why would you communicate at all with the soul hunter you know like if if that makes any sense where it's just like I, I, again i don't know all the mechanics of how it works but like there, you know, the, the the soul hunter, at least for the souls to have any value, it seems that they're able to communicate and and have communications with them and have you know dialogues and learn things and you know and it seems like there is a relationship there. You know, I don't think he's extracting the knowledge forcibly. Like there seems to be some sort of. Um, you know. But he is. He is taking that. Well, the soul. He's capturing. Soul he's basically itself. taking a prison. Now, I don't mind if a race of people are willing are willing participants in having the soul hunter capture their souls. But it sounds like in this episode, they just go around collecting souls willy nilly. You know, based on what they deem as you know important thinkers or whatever, in spite of what the race or the culture wants to do. But who's, so there's no agreement there. But who's to say who is right? That's the thing that I think is interesting. It's like, Wouldn't it be the culture who actually has of the soul? If that person wanted to do it, that would be fine. They could have contacted the soul hunter saying that. But if they aren't and they wanted to go through the cultural process of dying, why is someone else preventing them from doing that? So this kind of goes into what I think is interesting, like, uh, again, to, to, to go back to Star Trek, which we often do, the Prime Directive. You know, like when at what stage and the and the grayness in the sort of the the difficulty and the nobility of the prime directive, where it's like, to what extent do we allow races to kind of uh, to go on their own paths, you know, and at what at what point do people intervene? So in this case, like, again, who's to say that the Mimbari are correct about this, about about the great collective like they are. <laughs> it's their culture they have the belief that they are right and so that therefore that's what they believe in 
So, the fact that that you need permission to do it, wouldn't it? So what about so what about like Native Americans way back or whatever old people of the olden days that thought like that that believed that eating eating other people would uh you know would 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 give empower give them, them yeah give them right. powers or sacrificing people would appease gods you know like so no there it i think that's fine for their culture if that's what they believed in that there's a difference between showing them different ways different you know possibilities or opportunities you know um you don't have to live this way there are other options or there are other beliefs no but that's what i'm saying But the soul hunters aren't doing that they just come in take your soul right without permission i mean arguably (laughs) but what i'm saying is like arguably you could say that like uh you know, like as far as colonialists go, like maybe a colonialist would look at something and go, oh, that's so savage. That behavior is so savage. Maybe we can help uh, civilize a society. And there are a lot of complications with that. Um, but what I'm saying is that like uh, the, the the beliefs themselves like um, can also be questioned. Like the Mimbari could be wrong, you know, like big pictures, big scheme, like um, about, about the, I can't remember the exact term, I guess what it was called, but like whether it be the great collective or whatever the, the version of Mimbari heaven is or whatever. Um, like, because honestly, like that concept to me, just as a person sounds also sounds equally insane. The fact that Mimbari souls have some sort of special characteristic that allow them to kind of mingle amongst themselves, you know, once they die, like, that seems like a very specific and specific and odd belief where it's like, okay, well, does that make sense? Like, yeah, I, I understand what you're trying to say, but this isn't a question that it's just, there's no religion is right or wrong. There are different ways of practicing or believing in a religion, but you, there, you can't, who's to say one is correct and one is not, no one knows. So for me in the episode, it was just that the, the Mimbari believe a certain way. And this guy is has a different perspective. He's trying to preserve it because he doesn't believe in the collective. We need to save these souls before they're gone to oblivion, right? But but, but Dylan is like, no, we need to add these into the collective. But that's but, what I'm saying. Like, who, yeah, but the who, question who for me is, is the, all about permission. But who is to say the thing? That, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, who is to say, like, this is a situation where two societies just have two fundamentally different beliefs about souls in general that are that are in conflict you know like again i I, initially when i saw i didn't realize that the soul hunter i thought soul hunters was an occupation initially until the second guy came showed up and 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 the soul hunters were actually a race but but that's the thing it's like you know the soul hunters are coming from the premise that souls are eternal like everyone's living souls belong to the universe so what well, who's to say that that belief is false or is incorrect as opposed to the mimbari who say no mimbari have their own pool of souls that have to be well, that have to be uh honored does that make sense wait a minute where are you getting the sense that the souls are eternal and for all? Because because they steal how is it that because they're sti- they still have their balls. Be- they have their soul balls and they keep it to themselves. But, they don't share it to this one collective university because they're the ones who the only ones talking to them. But what I'm saying is their machines work on 
humans. They work on Mimbari. They work on apparently all the races that are scared of the soul hunters work on, I'm assuming work on them. Like the, the soul itself and the fact that their machines work on all types of souls imply that there is some sort of universality to this concept of soul that is established in the show so oh okay the universality of it but it doesn't mean that the soul belongs to the universe or to sure, any okay, individual sure or what? but what i'm saying is that like they whatever it seems like that the idea like um again there are the the weird uh there, there are the internal structures of like, I guess, like if you, individual soul hunters have their own collections of souls or whatever. But, but the, but the idea that souls themselves are not anyone's, or are, are not like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's like they, they have the, their own rules about souls in general, like on and on mass, like that, that, uh, that there are special souls they they have value their souls that have value within the universe and we can collect them at death you know um that that you know life is not tied specifically or, or life is tied to a certain extent to the physical body but then there's this other life uh that is eternal and at that moment they can collect it and they can preserve it you know and like again like for me i feel like that concept in and of itself, it, there's, it's just as valid as, uh, again, as as the Mimbari, as the Mimbari saying like, hey, you know, when when a Mimbari dies, their soul again, it dissipates and and joins the Mimbari collective, you know, collective uh, consciousness or whatever. Um, those two ideas come in direct conflict, where it's like, okay, well, uh, you know. Again, I'm not sure what the rules for all the other, for the the other, because there's a difference between sort of, uh, real like the the reality as it is in the show, and belief as it is in the show. Like, if if it if it's established that like yes, there is a pool, there um, life forms have souls. And specifically, the Mbari souls do follow these rules in terms of they actually do go into this collective soul pool um, for that that only uh, goes to other Mimbari when they're born. If that's like known, and it's not just a matter of, and it's not like a general concept that like every life form that achieves a certain level of evolution or whatever has a soul, has a consciousness, or has a has a has that sort of life force, like a broad life force, then I would, then I could see what you're saying. But like for me, at least based on what's happening in the show, I just feel like the soul hunters, <laughs> I feel like their, their beliefs are just as valid as the Mimbari's. But it, to me, it's not a question of who's being right or wrong or who's being valid or who actually has the right system. To me, this whole concept was the fact that they just come and take whatever. It's and that's to me that's the biggest issue. Yeah, they can justify the reason for taking the soul, but doesn't mean that the, taking the soul was right. The, the 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 act of taking or you know capturing a soul. But that's now. That, but that's what I think is you, you can't go go to another family and be like, I don't like how you're raising your kid and steal the kid. Be like, I'm going to raise him better because that's what I believe. But that's why I think you it's know? so important. That's why I think it's so important that they establish that souls definitively exist because when you look at 
other, you know, again, other beliefs where it's like, okay, well, our lives are only, our, our, our selves die with, you know, when our chemical processes die, you know? And so in that regard, it's like, uh, the soul, if you, if that were your belief, for example, that, that life ends once your, you know, your life processes end, that then the soul hunters take nothing. It's like they wait, the, the, the regular, uh, soul hunters, they wait until they, until a person passes away and then they take their, you know, cause again, that's why, like I said, in terms of why it's important that there's this universal belief, like maybe some of the life forms don't believe in souls. Maybe they believe fundamentally that lives end at, you know, at, at the biological end of your life. And the soul hunters just take like, take, take some intangible thing that doesn't really matter. Right. Um, because it, they wait till they t- till they die. This crazy dude is the only one who's like, I'm going to murder people to take souls, you know. Like, but in terms of just like, hey, like uh, preserving preserving after a natural. The thing is, it's like they they are they have their own sort of uh, that sense of when death is 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 potentially coming, and they're using that ability to like they're not interf- they're not interfering. Uh, with the natural order of life and they're again from their belief system they are they are doing something noble in their in their minds yeah but your justification for the soul hunters is just as valid as the minbari they have a val- they also have a valid but that's exactly what i'm saying the, the, so the, the fact what is the... the but but the soul hunters are painted as evil in the show is what i'm saying like well, i'm that's saying that's only painted from her perspective no, everyone's scared of them, and the the humans aren't. The humans, well, the humans because they haven't interacted with them before, but they basically side with with Delen, you know. Right, because it tells you then there's a lot more cultures that do believe in some sort of afterlife or some sort of existence of the souls going to a certain you know whatever sure. than being removed from that. That's that's what it just tells me that if there are a lot of people afraid of the soul hunters, it's just only because the fact that more cultures probably believe that there is an afterlife. Sure, and and again, I think that's fine, you know. But that was, but what I'm saying is that was my hot take. Like I I think I, I think that you know I understand what the show is trying to communicate for the most part. I think, but for me, I thought it was interesting because I feel like. I feel like the soul hunters existence, I don't know. Again, I don't, I'm not sure what their role is in the rest of the show or if they have a, have a role in the rest of the show, but I just think like, it seems legit. Like I didn't see anything inherently wrong with what they were doing, except that it ran counter to the belief, not necessarily the reality, the belief of another culture. And so, no, no, no. I, I agree. I agree. Like they have their just their justification for it can be just as valid as any other yeah, person's religion. That's their and belief. there's a conflict of it exactly. But I think for me, the show, I think soul hunters are more just a per- personification of death. So when they're around, then they know death, death is, is coming. coming. Does that make sense? Sure. Right. So that's to me that had that aura of. Um, personality of the soul hunters that they're here because someone's gonna die but see that's what then people are afraid that their soul is gonna be 
captured and not going to their perceived afterlife. Sure. But I, yeah, and I, I think didn't that's think where the fear the comes from too. I think that's right. where the fear comes as well, where it's just like the fear may not just be because they think that these characters are wrong or that they're, these guys are, are bad. It's that maybe they're just afraid, like, Oh my God, they, that they know defin- again, definitively that they have a, but the pro they have a sense of death, but the problem is that the sense of death is not guaranteed. That's that's the other problem that that's a, a nitpick or a problem that I have with the show is that I wished they should have made their death sense like foolproof, like the fact that that it's fallible just I feel like destroys the concept of the of the, of these soul hunters in general because like because the fact that um, and the reason I say this is because at the end, the the other soul hunter comes and could sense Delenn's impending death. And it's just like, but she didn't die. So, or at least didn't die in the episode, I guess. Like, Right, right, right. But the, everything is going towards that. And so I guess I get a sense that direction, of it. But right. like, I feel like uh, the fact that, I, I can't remember the exact line, but at a certain point they say like, it's an inevitability. Like once once they're locked in, then it's inevitable. It's not that like, cause, cause frankly speaking, everything's pointed at death. Every, every, every moment of everyone's life is pointing towards death. So, you know, whether it be inevitable or not, it's just like the, the fact that, that they, that it's fallible, that their sense is fallible in that moment, I feel like really undermines a lot of just fundamentally like their race, <laughs> like that race itself. It's like, um, I because again like because uh, otherwise it's like you would journey hundreds of light years to a battle just because yeah I'm pretty sure someone's gonna die here like that's not a sense that's just like that's just no I'm not pretty sure someone's gonna die but they get a sense that this particular individual might be dying I mean like you said they're not they don't capture everyone but the, but that's um, the thing again it seems up until the people. end they sort of set up it's like you know what's the crazy dude went. And he's just like, I was too late because he, he knew it was happening or whatever for Dukat. Um, like, he's just like, he he made this huge journey to get to this battle because he knew at that moment, you know, whatever. It's just like, uh, and then like, oh, 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 he didn't die. Okay, never mind. Let me, <laughs> it's like. Well, just... he, did, he did die. He was just prevented um, from capturing the soul. No, but what I'm saying uh... is that like the fact that he has a sense so fine-tuned that he would know that this battle in this place, you know, even like a high-ranking person that maybe is going to be protected, he was able to predict, he was able to know almost the moment of death exactly in that case. But then, like with Delenn, oh, you could avert it. Sure, you can, you can well, avert it. Once again, this is, you, you've only met them twice, right? Sure. And, or, you know, one guy and another guy. And so who knows what the pro- and, probability and maybe, is. Yeah. Maybe 1% of the time they actually it does sure. change. Maybe there's, again, there's there's some aspect. And again, like <laughs> you said, like um, there's... 99% of the time they, you know, they get <laughs> so. But that, that's fine. But like, but it did, it, 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 it I, that did bother me that idea it's like oh like if it's fallible then it kind of it defeats a lot of uh that purpose because otherwise like there are a lot of predictors for death you know um you know but but at any rate so i think it's i think that's more just like kind of a nitpick um but speaking of (laughs) i don't i don't (laughs) 
<laughs> so I don't I don't know if you if you had uh, this is kind of a nitpick, but I I just thought it was an interesting observation. Is I just thought it was funny that like speaking of perception, the first soul hunter that we meet is you know is sort of the representative of soul hunters in the beginning, and he's just but it turns out that he's just a crazy dude. <laughs> He's just simply crazy. Like he's speaking in this like weird. Uh, it's the same thing that like like why it's the same weird randomness that like Londo speaks like, is like Dracula. <laughs> he talks like Dracula. It's like this one soul hunter is speaking like in cryptic riddles and in broken English, and then the second one that shows up is like, "Hello, my name is <laughs> I'm I'm Soul Hunter Number Two, and he speaks just totally normally." <laughs> He speaks perfect yeah. English and he's totally normal and totally rational. The first soul hunter is like, Montochi, hey, uh, hunters go this way and death comes over. You know, it's like, and it's just like, it's so insane. <laughs> and then the second guy comes and he's just like so normal and rational. Well, if anything, it shows you how crazy that other guy was. Right. right? So how, how deviant he was that... He's gotten kind of mental. Which is all the more reason of, all the more reason why I thought the soul hunters themselves are probably okay. It's really just this one dude. Dude, right. That's insane. <laughs> you know? And so I, I also made that I had that idea. It's like, okay, well maybe I think the all the aliens um all of the races sort of like their their uh aversion to the soul hunters is is totally unjustified. It's like Based on Soul Hunter number two, no. they seem totally legit. They seem totally no, nice. No, 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 no. Because the fact that the other guy comes and he even says, I think, um, you know, they're always going to be at the bane of everyone's kind of cultural existence because they do capture souls and they do take them. They do steal. Them. But I think that's the general fear of but it. Is like, it they, weren't fear, they weren't afraid of this particular Soul Hunter, you know, but there were rumors of a Soul Hunter and everyone was scared. So that should be the general consensus or reputation of the soul hunters. This guy was just even more crazy because the way he kind of spoke was a bit strange, and the fact that he was murdering people to get well, I that the fact that 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 one time where he could not capture Ducat turned him. Remember, I think that's what happened. Changed made him, him since insane. then because yeah, because, made him kind of insane. yeah because he's just like oh you lost this great this great thinker yeah. is gone so now I need to I need to. Uh... I, I need to facilitate the process. But but speaking of, like, that's what I think is interesting, too, is that when you look at the soul hunters as as a race, it's like, are people or are life forms afraid of them because they're stealing souls or because they they represent death that they that 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 I think it's both. And and I don't know how much that the, that this race is sort of fleshed out later again or if they appear again. But I think it'd be interesting again if if it were that they actually had an influence over death like where where they actually they actually they were actually able to move the needle more toward death like death happens more often when they're around like people like make people sort of more accident prone or whatever like or or who knows like maybe just the 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 uh maybe it's just psychology it's like oh when there's around people you know just psychologically will be a little bit more reckless or maybe make more mistakes or something who knows but just like but cause more deaths like i think that would be that'd be kind of funny where it's just like or not funny but just like sort of an interesting twist in that like i i would see how that would stoke more fear where it's like oh they're here that means you know it's more likely that people will die or something like that but um 
But I thought, again, I thought it was interesting. I think the concept of the Soul Hunters was really interesting. Um, it's just that um, I thought they got a bad rap, man. Like, I, I, it didn't seem like, again, aside from the crazy dude, I feel like on the surface, it seems, well, okay, aside from the fact that the one dude was crazy and that uh, they, they seem to establish that each individual has their uh, collections of souls. Like, because I thought, again, if you took it a step uh, sort of a step back and said, what if the soul hunters or had their own library of souls of like, of, of the best of the best souls where anybody, but they could don't establish right. They don't, but that's the thing. It's, they it's they just... have their own personal, <laughs> that's why it's, it's their own personal collection have... of souls that they want to talk <laughs> And to. it's so, it's very shady where it's just like, I've got a sack filled with balls. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, right, so, so that's what I'm talking about. I see. It just seems to be for their own benefit. It's very selfish and very so that, kind of whatever. Very selfish. And that's why it is like, Pokemon. Yeah, I it is like Pokemon where it's just, where it's literally all these people are just like, Ooh, this one's a nice one. This is a rare one let's let's go try to capture it let's keep this one. yeah, yeah exactly. for, for, for myself exactly. like and i would i would love to i don't know again i don't know if it's established later but it'd be interesting to see if there are competing interests where it's like two guys think two soul hunters think that oh this soul is really good and then they have to they have to do the pokemon battle try to see, pokemon to see whose ball is able to capture who's got the better ball who can capture the the soul as it's dying or whatever that's what they yeah yeah right they open it and it's like Pikachu, I choose. No, no, because it, it's shown that if you break the ball, then you know the soul can just escape. Yeah, but then they can but... use another ball. They can try to use another ball to try to. No, because you need to get that machine. I think that machine is the one that captures the soul. I don't I, know. I, 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 that's what I'm assuming. I thought that they can't just willy nilly throw a ball and it, the soul gets in the ball. Or, or, they have no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. It's, they have to use a device. Use a device. But like, but at the same time, it's like <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting because. I, I would be curious to see what the whole mechanism is, like especially where where you're talking about like there's a space battle and Ducat was there, and you know do they have a machine that does can they set it ex- <laughs> the exterior and then they have it set up and then they have to shoot it at the at the debris field to try to suck the soul out of the debris field if it, the sh- the ship blows up like um, how that works because but um but speaking of that technology that that's another thing that I thought was really funny is that. They have, they have this machine. I alluded to this in my in my synopsis. They have this machine that that again in this universe is shown to steal has the ability to steal souls. And at the end of the episode, nobody cares about it. There's no reference to it at all. What happened to the machine? Who knows? No one's amazed that this machine exists, and there's no reference to it afterward. It's just like what happened. I found that crazy, and I'm not sure if this should be in the nitpicking section. But here's this device <laughs> that can suck out your soul. Wouldn't this be like, oh my gosh, we need to study yes, it. We need to yeah, take the technology. Exactly. We need to do something. Like, wouldn't this be the most valuable technology, whatever? But no. Nobody cares. I don't know what happened. Nobody cares. There's no reference Was to it, it. You know. Nothing. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> here's this big machine. It's not like it's a small concealable yeah. thing, right? very portable it's a huge ass machine yes. how in the world wait was was delin in babylon 5 when this happened or was he was she on the his ship this no was in it was on, on the yeah, station this is on, on the station how in the hell does he have this machine 
and bring it in and everyone knows it's a soul-sucking machine <laughs> and no one does anything to try to sabotage it if everyone was so afraid of the soul hunter well the only way to capture the soul is through this machine well if you destroy the machine then what power does he <laughs> have he's just a crazy dude who's ranting and raving and then he has to get another machine that right. you know maybe takes too long to build and get so i didn't quite understand that during this time they couldn't find this machine or yeah. they couldn't find they couldn't destroy it or keep it or like wouldn't this be insane technology well yeah but i mean maybe he had a patent on it i don't know but something was just that, weird that, that no one that said was anything well that was insane to me like sure the lead up you know uh the lead up, like nobody tried to find it or destroy it or whatever. If everyone was afraid of it, there is that thing. But like at the end, when he is when he was sucked out, and they just had the machine there, like nobody comments, nobody says anything. There's nothing. It's just like they just have this. Maybe they returned it to the other guy, and they know what it does. Oh yeah, that's true. They probably returned it to the other dude, to the other soul hunter or whatever. But you know, but yeah. but they knew exactly what it does. It's just like because I think because what's his name used it on him because uh, they actually used it on the soul hunter, so they knew exactly what it did. Yeah, like wouldn't Franklin, the doctor, be like, you know, the whole concept? He was yeah. very skeptical about stealing souls. He's it's like, literally, oh right my there. gosh, <laughs> right there. There's a device that does it. Wouldn't you want to study yes. this? Yes. Wouldn't that change people's concepts of what a soul and, is and all that and stuff, or what exactly? it is the essence of right and as shady as sinclair is i wouldn't put it past him just like oh yeah the machine was destroyed mr like nice soul hunter number two like yeah it was destroyed (laughs) sorry uh yeah so just go home and then they have the soul machine that they can study or use or whatever you know like but there's no reference to it (laughs) i don't know and again i don't know if it ever comes up later in the show but that's an amazing piece of technology (laughs) that that no one really, I, I would think that so. That nobody too. cares about. Nobody cared about. Just like the, no one referenced <laughs> or talked about later. I'm just like, I don't understand how people can just get not do anything about this mach- huge ass machine yeah. that, you know. Well, then again, it could be Soul Hunters like, no, it's our property. You can't do anything with it. But I don't know if there's any treaties with the Soul Hunters. I, I don't know. Uh, right? Yeah. Like I said, maybe there's moral qualms about it. But, but like I said, you wouldn't you want to at least study it and just get better knowledge of what exactly is being extracted when does help bring you know philosophical questions you know metaphysical questions no i'm just like what how come this just was never yeah i agree that to me was just another crazy thing that happened in this episode that was not even right yeah it was it was really it was that i just thought was really hilarious to me, and, and, and overall, the episode, yes, it revealed the soul hunters. Yes, it talks about souls and the percep- per, um, per, different perceptions. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I just thought it was a filler episode that tried to put in that little, you know, hint of Delenn, mm-hmm. of her being part of this, you know, the Grey Council. Right. So that, and she was a that, leader. Like, all that build up to this. And to me, I ne- that's one of the reasons why it never really put much thought into the soul hunters and any of the things that you're bringing up because i'm like oh the big reveal Mm. that to me was the more the point of this episode was the reveal of the lynn and the mystery surrounding her presence on babylon 5 if she really is one of the high leaders of the mimbari and so that became more of the question that i was thinking about um, then 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Although rewatching it, I'm like, yeah, what, what the hell? What, what happened to the machine? And how come no one's destroying it or no one keeping right. it? Comes after a review. But. So okay. So that that was based. What's your thoughts about it? Yeah. So two things, I guess. So like, um, so in reference to yeah, so uh, the. I also recognize in terms of like the big reveal, like, oh, wow. So she's part of the ruling council or the gray, the gray council. Is that what it is called? Um, the, the, the sort of ruling class of, of the Vimbari. Yeah. Um, the so, council. so that, that's cool. I, I thought that was very, uh, that was, that was like a, uh, I felt like it was a big reveal. Um, but uh, the, the concern that I had, or, you know, again, this is just episode two, technically, um, uh, or not technically, but like, but uh, episode two officially, you know, for this this run, and it seemed like they kind of forgot the pilot again, where I felt like Delenn was subdued way too easily by the, by the Soul Hunter. Like, I just feel like, no, she's not the fighter class, but she seemed like it's. I think they seem to establish that the. Uh, that the Mimbari are physically very like physically more stronger than, than humans. Yes. Uh, and yes. that they are deft at all sorts of, you know, like, you know, like techniques and technologies. And, and uh, I don't know if she, like you said, like the rings or whatever, never come up again, but like, I'm sure there, there, there gotta be ways that individuals, especially as an ambassador walking around by herself, like she has to be able to protect herself. I would imagine unless, you know, especially if she's part of the, if she's as valuable part of the ruling class or whatever, it just seems insane to me that, you know, uh, she would not have like, I don't know, like tons of guards or some sort of defenses. Like she's in her quarters and, and the soul hunter just shows up and, <laughs> and is able. Like she couldn't use the rings. Like remember from yeah, the gathering exactly. episode that the power Who knows? Like just something? anything, like some sort of defense. Like she just seemed to, suddenly she was just like this damsel and that's what kind of bothered me it's like she was suddenly a damsel when it, when they needed to when they needed to make you know to to put the plot in that situation where it's like oh oh no suddenly she's overpowered by this crazy old dude um that that seemed odd because you know the the <laughs> interestingly the uh the the right now the sort of enduring image i have of delen is her uh carrying garibaldi over her shoulders like running out of like out of a firefight that's you know right. it's like that's right. it's like that's the during image that i have or and of her like crushing jakar with the with the ring that's the other sort of image that i have but like but the first but the most enduring is that is that she was just randomly there during the that firefight and then she just threw <laughs> threw garibaldi over her shoulders and just starts running out i'm just like oh, okay so i guess you know <laughs> She's she's pretty badass, <laughs> you know. It could be that the soul hunters are even more maybe, badass. Maybe that's know. I mean that's that's perfectly you know understandable as well. But just like the it it just seemed maybe I could take it as like wow they must be super awesome fighters or whatever because Delenn was you know was is a formidable opponent she was subdued so easily but it just seemed lame like just the fact that first of all that she they just sort of like you know, quick cut and she's on the ground. And the other part was just like the, the restraints on her le- arms were just like, it's just seemed like made out of like aluminum foil. So just, like, right, so I'm just right. like, Oh, that doesn't seem uh, super. Whatever. I, 
those are the type of things I just um just, chalk it up to like the yeah, 90s. Yeah, you know, storytelling and just get it to the point and yeah. I think nowadays you would have a lot more women fighting back and they'll show that. But back in those days, I guess. But not. like I said, I mean I just it's disappointing because just in that you know, just in uh yeah, that other yep. episode, just previously, she's she's you know, they're showing that she's like a badass fighter, like taking taking uh easily taking Jakar down, you know, and then throwing throwing just like nothing, just throwing like a, a like a full adult male over her shoulders and just running out like it's nothing. Like it just it just seems odd. Um Yeah, it is. It is. And it, it was disappointing that she says to come so easily. But they had to, right? It's part of the story, it's part of the reveal. You needed to get her on that table, so he does that exposition about her you know, status. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, um, but what do you think about the reveal about her being part of the great council? Well, I mean, for what are your, what are my your thoughts? thoughts yeah. I guess like I had, I mean, even in just these, these few episodes, like you can kind of tell, or at least I had a suspicion that she was, uh, she was more remarkable. Like even in the context of the show, it was very obvious. It seemed, telegraph that like oh she's here he's going to try to kill her <laughs> like he's going to try to suck her soul out you know um i can't remember at what point i started thinking about that but 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 uh, i think it's it it seems like they frame her in the show as being like um you know very very uh, very important and so when you put that piece because there's also that other tie about her sort of revealing into her weird, uh, in her uh, sort of semi-conscious state, revealing to Sinclair, like, oh, we were right about you, you know. Um, oh, what do you think that was? was so about? I think, I, for me, I think it's 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 sort of referencing, uh, it's referencing, it's tying back into what happens in the pilot and the gathering where it's like, uh, the the Mimbari, I think, are observing Sinclair, and there's something special about Sinclair, and they, uh, and I think that he is, he plays some part in the larger story, uh, and, uh, you know, like, there's, there's, there's something about, about that, where, um, I think what what ha probably happened, this is sort of like the boring version, is, you know, you've got this this war happening, and then uh, on Earth, and the Mimbari come in, and then they find them, and then they encounter Sinclair, and that they which triggers some sort of like, oh my gosh, like this 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 character is really special. So let's let's stop. Let's suddenly stop the war and let's examine him for a day. Let's borrow him for a day. Let's. I'm sure the Earth won't mind if we borrow him for a day. And, and analyze him and probe him in all different ways, and then, and then you know they they establish like oh this guy's special so let's let's have peace with these people, and, and then um, let's observe and see if he fulfills this potential that we see in him or that we have maybe we've gotten a vision about them like collectively or whatever, um, maybe it's the collective soul of Mimbari we're able to kind of glean something about about Sinclair, but. Um, uh, but yeah, like I, I'm assuming that it's, it has something to do with like Sinclair is special in some way. Delenn is special, I guess. Like she's revealed that she is special also. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I just assumed 
like even going back, like ne- not necessarily even hearing about her position per se, but when she says uh, in a previous episode that like she's an observer, like she's there to kind of watch, like uh, I think that's also in the gathering. Uh, that's that that was my thing that like I felt like she was essentially there for Sinclair. She's she's there really mainly to kind of observe what happens with him, um, and she has a special interest with him. And there seems to be some sort of weird thing. Like at some point. They have some sort of weird relationship because, like, he, well, Sinclair. I feel like just Sinclair is like magic in that he just always shows up. <laughs> he just always shows up where then something important has to happen. I think that's his superpower. Is he's just always he's just always around when important things happen. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, like that that that's my take. Um, well, to me, when those things happen, just like in any television show or story, uh, you know, novel book. Those kind of things hook me in. They either hook you, you're invested in it, or you're not. It's kind of like, is the mysterious interesting enough for you to be like, oh, what is this? You know, and they're kind of excited about, oh, how is the show going to reveal this? You know, what kind of mysteries or storylines are, you know, do these fulfill? And I I still remember when even when rewatching it, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> you know? He like tells her about this, you know, the whole Satai thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it got me more invested to be like, yeah, this is how they were showing, you know, of course later on, this is how it's all related. And that's why I like some of these little, you know, mysteries or reveals. It's like, oh, it this it's what hooks me in. You know what I show. you know what I think here's my crazy theory. Here's 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 a new segment called Mike's Crazy Theories. <laughs> Mike's hot takes so, of crazy so, theories. Oh, yeah. so what I think is this is my hot take from just this moment is, um, I'm going to tie all the stuff together and say Sinclair. I think the Mimbari have uh, also may have some sort of connection to uh, again, like it seems like time is a very important concept. So I feel like. Uh, I feel like the the Mimbari also have a sense of sort of prophecy and time, like being able to see in the future, and so they see that uh, Sinclair is going to be like the leader of the Earth somehow, and Delenn is going to be sort of like also like representing the leadership of the Mimbari, and they are going to get married and become <laughs> like <laughs> to to create like this this alliance this like long-standing alliance between the, the 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 humans and the and the Mibari and maybe they can adopt Jakar and and Londo and and Corn uh, is his name Corn who's the Vorlon ambassador Kosh Corn his name's Corn Corn Kosh um I don't know how the other races fit in but like it's like yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um but there's well it's also interesting that you've had enough time to think about it and dwell about it and it's an interesting idea because you know in this day and age how tv shows have progressed or how tv shows have detailed stories you are more familiar with that type of setup kind of um than back in the 90s you know and also the episodes came out every week so it kept on pushing, you know, like every week you get to, you didn't have that much time to dwell on potential theories all the time. You didn't have Reddit. You didn't have, you know, I'm sure people had their theories too, but um, that's what, to me, it's interesting hearing what you 
how you perceive of this show in current day yeah. times too, right? But um, yeah, I don't think they were blatantly um, very subtle about all, some of these sure, things. Sure. Right? It seems pretty obvious those things are being set up, but it's always fascinating how it's revealed and what exactly is revealed. It's the same thing like Game of Thrones, yeah. right? You kind of know what, you know, the whole um, thing of, with John and stuff like that, but it's kind of like, oh, you know, walk how it's all set up and how it's supposed to be revealed and there's a hitchcock thing where the audience knows it but the characters right right, right. that's that's always a too. fun thing so that's always a fun thing too so i your theories sound as any other theory <laughs> <laughs> they could you know adopt them all and have world peace. You never know. <laughs> no well i still have i like i i still believe i still actually like to kind of uh to 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 sort of unite theories like i think i i yeah, think that yeah. the 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 narn and the centaurio will destroy each other <laughs> ultimately destroy <laughs> each other actually i have another crazy theory um which was mm. uh um i mean this is totally crazy and i know it's not gonna be true but like for some reason i had this sense i had this weird inkling that's like what if the vorlon were actually like the future versions of the of like the next uh like the evolution of like the mimbari the mimbari human like you know whatever melding of, of, like ev- evolving into the next type of life form or whatever like uh and it's actually like they they exist in some sort of other uh like dimension you know they they exist over time or whatever um... like there was there's was this part of me that was thinking like uh that there is some sort of like some sort of either intersectionality or some sort of like temporal looping going because like okay if the if the i i don't know but the it seemed like they were sowing that, that they were kind of planting seeds of of just they seem to be like i said they just seem to be uh emphasizing the concept of time a lot like just prophecies and things people are being able to to, to predict the future and all that stuff like i just feel like um it might be one of those things where it's it's seeded early on where it's like oh well we're gonna we're gonna plant that uh maybe these people are actually from the future <laughs> because oh, you know who knows but like yeah. uh but yeah like I, I don't know like uh, uh it's interesting i think uh, but but i have to say um like uh the the, the show uh, yeah like i still was entertained but like i had to say that this was kind of a st- this show was kind of a stinker <laughs> like um but uh yeah um it, to me that's what i like saying it was kind of a filler episode by introducing this concept of the soul hunters and death personified and how some of the cultures deal with that you know that gives you some of the context of the world of babylon yeah. 5 um but then to me it was all set up to do the big reveal of Dorn. sure Right. So, and then that's why to me, an episode in itself, it was like, eh, all right, what's the next one? Right. What's, what's the thing that's built up on this? Right. What's the next piece? That's what it felt like to me. Um, Instead of there's no real satisfying conclusion. It's just, like I said, we can nitpick about how he died too and how the machine, but to me it was where yeah, the mis- of, yeah. where the mis- the machine Mystery. itself well, I guess that I guess they already established yeah. that the soul itself can be damaged because I was like, don't you have to kill him first, but the machine itself right. can kill him, but his soul is just torn to pieces, 
So, uh, so it wouldn't be like purely preserved, I guess. Once again, it's a powerful yeah. machine. So it can, it can lit- it, like it's the death machine. Like it could literally kill people. Like if you don't care about people's soul, and most people's so- <laughs> yeah, most ring. people's souls are worthless, you could just point at someone and instantly kill them. You know, it's just like. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, I think you're right. Instantly kill them because trying to suck out if the soul yeah, seems to be a very exactly. time-consuming if process. Yeah, if you don't care about if you don't care yeah. about the condition of the soul, I'm sure you could just like turn it up to eleven and just like rip, just rip it, out, just rip their soul out, and and, and just kill somebody. You know. Like, so going back to the episode, what did you think about the introduction of Doctor Franklin? So. What do you do? What's your first impression of this doctor? Um. So okay, this is so my uh, my quick take, my immediate take was, I guess I guess uh, the 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 role was black doctor, <laughs> so they replaced a black doctor with another black doctor. Um, as far as but they do explain what happened right, to the right, other right, doctor, right, right. right? So I get like so uh, it's. I guess that's Ben Kyle. Is that is that that was the original Doctor? Is that is that what it was? Like, I so, think so. so yeah. He, I guess, yeah. Like he he was he had his own his own thing. So they kind of talked about it when they did the transfer. Um, uh, what are my thoughts about 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 uh, Stephen Franklin the character or just uh, or just the how they handle the transition or what? What what's your question exactly? No, uh, just what's your first impressions of Dr. Stephen Franklin now being introduced into the Babylon 5 universe? So he seems, I like him much better than the previous Doctor. Uh, because the previous Doctor, I just thought, was, he just, just I don't know. Like, there's just, uh, everything seemed wrong with him, I guess. I think he just, he, he was, it was a little bit too forced, I think. Um, but uh, this guy, uh I like so here's here's the thing. I don't know if this is what's going to happen, but uh, I like the concept of the the terrible doctor, and terrible in that like someone who is uh, a doctor that is not that 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 is flawed, I guess. Because I feel like oftentimes doctor characters are portrayed as as uh, as like paragons, as as like sort of kind of idyllic characters a lot of times like in ensemble situations not like house md or whatever but like um but when i look at i like that it's kind of like again this show does it before uh the the reboot of um Battlestar galactica where where you have um like the doctor in Battlestar galactica sort of subverts expectations by being kind of like a smoker and, <laughs> and he's got kind of a, a terrible attitude but he's a great doctor kind of thing and um and in, in this case, like, I feel like this guy also is, uh, he's, he's a doctor, but he just seems kind of goofy and sort of, uh, just sort of, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like my, my first impression was that, um, he, he just seemed a little bit, a kind of, uh, he just didn't seem like a professional doctor. Like he just seemed like a goofball and, and maybe kind of, kind of greasy a little bit. I don't know. Um, and just, uh, so for me, I kind of liked that this guy kind of seemed like a person as opposed to he is Dr. Man, 
you know, like the definition of like Doctor Man, who just shows up and heals people, and you know, is and this great whatever. He just seems like just like a dude who happens to be a doctor, I guess, if that makes sense. I do. I do like the fact that he, to me, um, he comes with a personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems much more personable than a lot of other introductions of doctors in other science fiction stories, yeah. right? But um, yeah, I, I really like. I, I like Dr. Yeah. Franklin, but um, yeah, it was interesting to see what you're Yeah, because like for me, it's like, I like that he comes in, there's a little bit of awkwardness, there's a little bit of, but it's like, but he just, I don't know, I don't know how to attribute it, but like, he just seems like a, like a person. He seems like a person that happens to be a doctor, and my, even my like secondary sort of hot take is like, I, I don't think he's a particularly good doctor. <laughs> Well, I mean, keep in mind, he also has a background in soap opera, right? He was, used to be in... Oh, is that... Oh, the actor there, himself? Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, the actor oh, okay. himself. So he comes with this this weird... <laughs> it's, it's it's an interesting... I've noticed that with, like, soap opera actors, they come in with definitely certain personalities or... A little heaviness, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think that's what... Which seems to me both Garibaldi and Franklin seem to be so much more hmm. personable than let's say Sinclair. Do you see that weird? It just seems it, it to me, he doesn't seem as easygoing. Uh, Sinclair doesn't seem as easygoing as let's say you would rather hang out with Garibaldi. I still or, don't, I still don't know. understand <laughs> Sinclair's character. Like that's the thing. Like for me, right. I'm still trying to wrap my head around what he is supposed to represent because Again, like there's a part of me, and then maybe it's just because of the all the sci-fi, other stuff, other stories that I've consumed up to this point. But like, um, I feel like the character, because he seems to play a central role in the narrative, because you know all everything seems to be centered around him. You know, I want to like him. I think I feel like I should like him, but I really don't. Like he just seems. It's not that I don't like him, but he's just he just seems like. You're not really invested I, I, in the I just don't yet. get him yet. I don't get him. Like he just right. he doesn't he there doesn't seem to be any sort of through line. Um he he doesn't seem particularly good. There's there's elements of him being sort of shady. He's not particularly heroic. Um he's he's just but, sort of there he does have sort of a moral compass, but then that gets undermined from time to time. Is. Like and but I want to point out it is only yeah. episode two. <laughs> right. You know, given the amount of episodes there are, we are way still sure. early in terms of any character right. development at all. And so these are, to me, these couple of beginning episodes are introductions um, and putting certain things. Well, yeah, we place. haven't even seen the whole crew yet, at right. least as far as I know. Right. Like, <laughs> we just got a new doctor today, you know, so like they're, they're, they're still building things up and um so so yeah like we'll see as things yeah like i'm not out on him at all it's just, yeah but you're right there is definitely room for improvement because because the other thing <laughs> so i know this isn't necessarily the case because uh uh jms has ha, he sort of had the narrative already established before he put the show together like there is there is a story that he's trying to tell um but i think the tendency is for a lot of shows is uh, it takes the writers a while to to kind of get a feel for the individual characters and personalities and that kind of thing. Like you can kind of see that in a lot of a lot of shows where it's like basically after 
it takes about a year, I think, to kind of to 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 really um, make the characters feel ha- like become what they're going to become, you know. And so I, I figure, yeah. like, I'll try to reserve judgment. Well, no, I'm going to keep judging, but I'll I'll, I'll, no, I'll try judging. to reserve my overall judgment until after after I've consumed this whole first season. Um, yeah, I think that's better, right? You can't just be you. You can judge based on what you see so far, but take it with a grain of salt, and then really give it a better. You have a better context at the end of the like, season, yeah. Because you're right. Like Star Trek, for me, Star Trek didn't really get good until what season yeah. four, <laughs> you know. So that's what four years after. But I still watched yeah, it, yeah. you know. So it still hooks you in, but it doesn't really get good until later. And it's the same thing with this series. I think it gets well, but that's better. the thing. It's like for me, what's interesting is uh, with lim- with even more limited screen time, I'm immediately in on Londo, immediately in on Jakar, immediately in on on, uh, Garibaldi, immediately in on even like Talia Winter. We barely see her, but there's something about her. I'm just like, yeah, I'm in on her. I like, I like that. It seems like her character, you know, like um, Ivanova, you know, is kind of, I I don't really get her character yet, Um, but she's super limited as well. Um, Franklin, you know, it's it's this was the new episode i just thought i i'm you know i i'm jury's out on him as well i just think he seems kind of goofy and like kind of a interesting sort of silly character but like you know delen i liked delen uh, until this episode maybe not like delen <laughs> um because i think i think i think she sort of turned it up to 11 when she first is talking about the, when she first talks about the soul hunters and she's just like, <gasps> she, she's like trying to kill that guy on site. Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, come on. I think her reaction was very surprising to me when I remember first watching it, because the way it was all set up and even the pilot in the first episode, to me, she was supposed to come across as right. very, very, very centered. Exactly. Right. And so when, so with this reaction, one, you see the fear, you see the passion. So she's not right. as cool and collected that you think she is. And that the, you know, wow, the soul hunters, you know, she, and in, in turn, it really shows her belief in her religion that she feels so strongly about it, you know, about her concept or her understanding of it. That's what it showed to but me. But that's the other reason. How she was reacting to the soul hunter that, wow, she really believes in what she's doing right. too, or her culture, but, or her religion. That's, it shows a strength. But the thing of is, like, for me, I guess, like, the way that I interpreted it, and then maybe that's because of my modern eyes or old eyes, is it seemed fanatical. Like, that's the part that was, like, I felt like she was, like, her reaction seemed she seemed almost extreme as the crazy soul hunter. Like the soul hunter was crazy in his beliefs and she seems crazy and like almost equally crazy in her beliefs. And I'm just like, and so for me, I'm just like, I like, so again, cool soul hunter. Number two, I thought he was like, if he's the representative of the soul hunters, I'm just like, Hey man, I'm on board with the soul hunters. And I was on board with the Mimbari until this episode, because she was cool up until, she went insane until she went insane and like even in the end like like just her reaction 
and maybe it was just the way that it was performed, but just like her reaction of cracking the balls, it just seemed like she was like getting high. She was just like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> like cracking it and just like weird, like kind of insane laughter. No, come on. If you think about it from her perspective, you are now sure. releasing the soul sure, to sure, be sure. a better but... soul, right? So, no, I can see your perspective <laughs> on with regards to <laughs> But once again, I guess it's a, it was a moment of, you know, hopefully – well you know yeah they're trying to figure it out that's what like i said i'm trying to chalk it up to them trying to figure it out figuring out what the tone is trying to figure out what the um you know and uh, looking in the background again i'm sure that the pace of them having to shoot and um you know however many episodes there were were in this season like within you know i'm sure they had a lot of production problems or production pressures and things like that so um yeah like every every episode is not going to be a gem so I can understand that, but yeah, like, I mean, um, so, uh, but yeah, like I, I, it, it hasn't deterred me from the show itself. I just thought, I just thought it was interesting. Just that concept. Um, one last sort of quick bite, I guess, at the end, I'm not sure how many other things that you want to talk about, but one, um, no, I'm good. this was not a big issue in the show, but I was curious, uh, and this doesn't have to do with the show per se, but I'm curious as to what you what you feel about um, the depiction of burial and and what you think should be done with like with space bodies, <laughs> you know, because like we've seen we've seen in a number of different like a number of different like science fiction shows kind of treat um, like burials and ceremonies and that kind of thing differently and so in this show we see that similar to some other shows that they just kind of put them in a box and shoot them out into space like um do you have any thoughts do you have any thoughts about how uh you know how you would deal with death like just like either things that you thought were interesting or cool or your own ideas for how bodies should be treated like in this in this sense um uh, I'm not sure if I ha- I mean, I have my own personal feelings about death and, bur- you know, burials and whatever. But in terms of science fiction stuff, you know, it's the same. It was a concept of the Navy right. burial, right? They just have a box and put them into off the to sea, ocean, yeah. right? Yeah, off to sea. So I just thought that was just an extension. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. That. So they do that into space. So it, to me, it, it was never something, oh, philosophical or religious it was just some tradition that people knew and especially in the military um institution type of thing so i never really gave it to thought into but what do you think space. about that like do you think like okay well the body should be treated with respect and so let's let's i'm assuming just sort of like civilly put them in a in a in a container and then just put them out into space or uh, because i guess that uh, one guy couldn't me, afford I, his family couldn't afford to get sent back to earth i guess so they're just like okay well let's just be respectful this person was alive so let's let's presumably put them neatly into a box and then just like deposit them into uh into 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 the deep blackness of space i think Personally, you just respect the wishes of the person who was deceased, right? Respect the culture that they believe he or she believed, or you know, whatever believed in, and just respect that. So, um, 
that's how I approach it. So there's, that's why there's like no right or wrong, whatever. So if I personally believe in, you know, being buried at a certain location, then I expect people to respect that and do that. Or if I believe in being cremated, you know, I expect people to do that, you know, whatever. So that, I don't have a very polarizing opinion about it. Um, personally, for like I said, if it's just for me, yeah, for me, the body is just physical material at that point it's good meat (laughs) no no, it's not not after you die it's not good meat right you gotta get that into the mess hall oh gross and that hobo meat that hobo meat is the best kind of meat (laughs) the dirty hobo meat (laughs) no i don't i don't think that i think i don't think my dead body serves any purpose you know um especially given my medical yeah no no it's not gonna work i so i'd rather personally i like to be cremated um well, i mean like but like yeah like yeah shoot them out to space but i i always wondered i hope you're shooting them out to like the sun because you're gonna have a lot of just well, that was the other thing <laughs> that's what i never i'm assuming that they're when they jettison these um uh you know coffins space coffins coffins space coffins that is is in the direction of it being eventually burnt or something or destroyed you know what i'm saying because at least in the ocean you know things do deteriorate and will get decomposed and to get destroyed right but in space in the vacuum of space it may not right so i'm thinking that i assume it makes sense that when you're shooting at all these goblins, you're shooting at it where it can get destroyed. Does that make right. sense? So it's hopefully in the sun, hopefully at a star or something like that, where it will get destroyed. Um, not on planets where they just land on planets. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm making this up or if this actually happened in some like parody space show, but like, I, I, I want to say that they made fun of the concept that, like, uh, I think they put Spock's body in a torpedo, uh, like in um, in the at the end of Star Trek Two, and they fired him onto <laughs> they they, they kind of fired him into the uh, into yeah. the into the planet. Genesis Genesis planet, right? That was sort of the the, the whole concept. But I just think it's I just think it would be funny if like if you had to if you if you use the torpedo casings you were just far far I feel like there's like I said, I don't know if I'm making this up, but just like if there's like a show where you actually fire them as torpedoes, fire these bodies out as torpedoes. Oh. The bodies Oh, you mean part of a torpedo? Because a torpedo does require a mechanism to actually ignite and explode. The no, right, right, right. But, but, but what I'm saying is just like, on. like it was in like Spock's body was in the torpedo cup. But like, if you just had them stored up and then you're in a battle, you just start, you just start. You're disposing of them as part of <laughs> a torpedo. You're just launching them at the enemies and just like splatting these bodies well, on their ships. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's one way of de- destroying the bodies. But, you know, probably not as respectful. But, um, yeah, that would that would be slightly less, slightly, slightly less respectful. Slightly less, unless, unless, unless someone does request that they are yeah, part of a torpedo. If they wanted to, if they wanted to aid in the war effort in it, in any way possible. Yes, but and their dead bodies. <laughs> this ammunition. Yeah, exactly. But um, no, but just like uh, 
uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of like other depictions yeah, or whatever, like because because I think I think you're right in terms of. <laughs> I, I was always curious about that too because it's just. I mean, this this is this is something that kind of can extend into like a a a larger conversation, but like just just like how societies and how uh, and different depictions of how like the dead are treated, I thought were really interesting because, like you said, there's that naval tradition of of, of the sort of burials at sea, and um, you know, in terms of science fiction specifically, like yeah, like that that concept of just like uh, launching them into space and you know whether yeah like like you said like whether it's a situation where um you know you launch it into a sun or whatnot i've uh, they in some shows like you see the depictions of just bodies floating in space like after you know like in, even in a what, what was it uh the most recent in infinity war marvel's infinity war where where after the asgardian ship was destroyed uh thor was floating in yeah, space and they just happened bodies to smash yeah. into uh into the guardian ship and um but just like uh those kinds of encounters as well like the, i thought you know something that they've never really touched on is like if other alien races how they deal with with death and like what happens if you just like ran into a giant alien carcass like in the middle of space it's like oh i guess this was maybe their ritual for getting rid of uh you know their own their own dead or whatever just like see those are a type of things i'm expecting from the orville which they still don't yeah well <laughs> Like play around with science fiction tropes. Like why the Orville? Like um, I feel like the I, Orville would be the, like the last show to be able to do anything intelligent. Because it's a it seemed to me a common a comedic uh, sure. effect of like once again making fun of the science fiction trope of these type of things. Oh, you know, kind of joke about it because these things happen all the time, but no one is like, wait a minute, if you're going to be doing that, yeah. what happens? Have you, you know, seen Futurama? Kind of do you do you watch that show? No, I, I heard really that, that show. I haven't seen it either. I heard that show was 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 really good about like dealing with a lot of these sort of, again sort of dealing with oh, science, this, fiction these tropes. science fiction. I don't tropes. know. Yeah, exactly. That would that would be a show to do it too, right? Yeah. It's a comedy show about with say science fiction and space travel. Yeah. Um, but okay, is there anything else you want to talk about? There, there are some other episode? small nitpicks, but I think I think we can I think we can kind of close things out. Um. So I guess it's it's time for our ratings. <laughs> our, uh, I don't know what, we, what we're calling oh, right. it. Babylon one. Ba- Babylon, five? Babylon. Is that right? Or we have a zero. Uh, well, we might need to crack out the zero for this one. Has there been a Babylon zero? No. So five. we'll okay. we'll just keep it. No, yeah, so let's keep the Babylon five. one through five. So uh, <laughs> do you want to go first? Um, okay. I want to say one, but at the same time, I do like the reveal. Once again, it sets up the mystery of who Dylan is and, and that is an ongoing, um, storyline that is pursued throughout the season, you know? So it establishes that. So I do give the episode credit for that. And they did it in a way where it wasn't completely her, her, it, it she wasn't willing to give that information. So she had to have gone through this situation to reveal her secret, but you're right. (laughs) In a lot of sense, it is to me, it just felt like a filler episode. Would I watch it again? Probably not. I would. Okay. You know what? 1.5. Interesting. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you're using knowledge. 
Well, no, you know what? No, no, you're right, right. Two. two? I'm going to just do a two. Two seems wow. like a good average. Okay. Yeah, a two. I'm going. Because I'm like, saying an average is three, yeah. right? But I want three. But anything below that or, you know. Eh. Wow. I would say two. I would say that, two. That sort of yes. scares me, I guess, because I guess that that means you're leaving room that there are episodes worse than this. <laughs> there oh, are episodes no. worse than this. No, I actually, actually, okay, I'm going to admit I'm probably doing that, but I don't recall if okay. there are a worse episode, honestly. <laughs> I really don't remember if there is, but I'm just like, you know what? To me, of, what, of the episodes I've seen, because let's just say I, I'm not going to necessarily pad it to what I know of future episodes. Well, kind of I do because I know which mm. ones I really like. But this is one of those eh, below subpar filler episodes <laughs> to me. But it does have significance. You do have to, like I said, you do have to watch um, this episode to get that big reveal. Well, as, as we've discussed, like, because of the nature of this show, and like you said, it's like a novel. You're going to yeah. have to watch like, all of there them, isn't, right? So, <laughs> it's like everything's going to have some. I'm sure everything's going to reveal all the all the episodes will have some sort of functional use to for yeah. to forward the larger right, story. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, like I said, I haven't watched a series in like yeah. over twenty years, so I'm just basing this on the the gathering, the pilot, the first episode, and this. So far, it's hard to say, yeah, because it's all about introduction and trying yeah. to plant the seeds. So to me, this is like a two. Okay. Yeah, because there are a wow. lot of faults. So, <laughs> I'm. I think I've already telegraphed this. This is ba- Babylon <laughs> one, like as as low, as like as low as I can go. Like uh, this, this, this episode to me was like a like a dumpster fire, like from, from start to, from start to finish. <laughs> like I was just like <laughs> it was just like me, sort of just like face palming like over and over again like it's just like i mean the, but i mean not to say that it wasn't entertaining because like i thought there were elements that were entertaining i actually liked um i i don't know the actor's name i guess but the original the, the soul hunter like i like that actor um he's in he's kind of a character actor that i've seen in a number of different things but and i thought his performance here was fine but it's just <laughs> Yeah, his name is W. Morgan oh, okay. Shepard. Okay, I, I had no idea. Yeah, I know him. But, oh my gosh, uh, he, he does. He he's in. He's I know he's in like Star Trek, and I know he's he does other. He's he does character work in a lot of other shows. I feel like I've seen him in lots. You know who his son is? Son is Mark Shepard. Who's Mark Shepard? Mark Shepard is the guy from um, <laughs> a Firefly. He's on Supernatural. He's on a lot Wait, of shows. What? You'll He's another that guy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, he was also Romo Lampkin on Battlestar Galactica. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Badger. Badger's. <gasps> That's his Fire dad. Fire. Oh my god. No, no, no. That Mark. No, 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 no. He's. That's Mark Shepard, and his dad is Morgan Shepard, who plays. Oh my god. Oh, you're right. I really like that guy. Oh, Badger. Yeah. Oh my god. Apparently, apparently Morgan Shepard has also been on several Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star yeah. Trek. No, I, for sure. Like I've seen him. Yeah. I know I've seen him in, in Star Trek, yeah. but like I didn't realize that's his son. That's so crazy. All right. But um I know. <laughs> yeah, Babylon 1. Like I I can't imagine 
I can't imagine a show worse than this one. Like this was like a this. I mean, I was surprised. Like I was sort of expecting like a sophomore sort of drop off, like episode one and then episode two. But like this was just like what happened? I thought it, there was going to be like a gradual. I'm just like, man, this is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, additional information about Morgan Shepard. He had passed away January 6, 2019. Oh, he died this year. Yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, he oh. died this year. Well, okay, Babylon 1.5. <laughs> Does that change your, change your opinion of the no, show? No, no. no. Still Babylon a crappy zero. episode. Babylon 0 for making me feel bad. <laughs> now I feel bad. No. Um, but, um, yeah. But, uh, okay. But yeah, like I, again, like I can appreciate that there were there were you know um, there were some 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 positive elements to it, but just like um, all I can say is like, I just thought like the gathering was was engaging from start to finish. The uh, and um, even though like once I got into it, you know whatever, and then like episode one, I thought you know good pace, and I just thought I was also interested in it. Um, but this this episode, I just thought like where is this going why are we talking about this what is going on like it's just like yeah like i said it was a filler to get to the mystery at the end and and like i said it it did establish some context with the world of babylon 5 like what you said about souls and soul hunters and the personification of death um but yeah i mean in the grander scheme of things it's not the greatest episode But at least, you know, we had a lot yeah. to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> cool. So I think this new format worked pretty well. Um, so let's, uh, I guess we can, we kind of wrap up here. Sorry. So the next episode is called Born to the Purple. <laughs> I I don't, I have no idea what that means, but uh um, this episode is named after the Greek work, Greek word, was it porphyrogentos, <laughs> referring to special birthright or privileged heritage or uh, royal birth. The color Purple of being usually associated yeah. with royalty. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I had super high hopes because of the name Soul Hunter. I was so excited. <laughs> that was the other thing. I was so excited. Yeah. Like Soul Hunter <laughs> sounds really interesting. That turned out to be a you know a big turd. And then and now it's like uh, episode four, burn to the purple, and even or episode yeah, three, episode three. Sorry, and like you're just something Greek, something something. I'm just like, uh, okay. I so um, uh, I don't have high hopes, but but Different. again, I will watch it. I'm sure you know there there's gonna be some some cool stuff in it, and it'll be necessary to understand the larger the larger story. Well, if anything, it has this Londo and Chakar in it. So, oh, okay. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Londo and Chakar. <laughs> okay, At least those characters. That'll, it'll be yeah. fun to see them. That's that's the other thing, I guess. Like, yep. um, just I, that's one of the things that I miss about good sci-fi and just good shows in general is just kind of like, just you you kind of get into the habit of liking just being around those characters. It's like, oh, I just want to see, you know. I want to see Londo. I want to see Jakar. You know, I don't care what they do, <laughs> but you know, it could just be them like eating crackers in their in their quarters or whatever. You're just like, oh yeah, it's the, you know, 
You make you make it sound like a movie kind of thing. <laughs> you well, just not not only them, interact. but just like you know, you're like whether it be just like oh yeah, like you know whatever Garibaldi and and whoever else is is in the show. It's just like you kind of like living in that world for a bit, just in the same way that like people talk about like people enjoy even though that they're horrible, people enjoy like the Hobbit movies because they kind of just like going back to Middle Earth, you know? They and so. Uh, I, that's kind of, I've already, I, I feel like that's already been established. Like I like, I like going into the Babylon five world, but, and I like seeing, and uh, I like seeing Jakar and, and Londo. Um, and that's what was, that was, you know, I, I missed them in this episode. Like that, that was a thing. So, um, so I'm looking forward to the next one if for no other reason, but to see them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. This concludes this episode of, <laughs> was it Babcom 5? <laughs> See you next time. When we know time. the title. All right. You and All I right, know bye. the title. Yeah. All right. Bye.